What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking On My Ass Podcast. If you guys are listening to this, please do me a favor. Subscribe, write a review, and give me a five-star rating, and share the show on your social media platforms. My guest today is one of the best makeup artists in the world. He is a personal assistant of Mark Zuckerberg's sister. He is family, and I love the man to death. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jesus Gonzalez. Oh, Jesus, como estas, mijo? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> so, I'm in a... I wanted to start this podcast um, from your quote that you told me a couple of months ago. Okay. You're gay. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, those were my last dying words. No. Uh, you're gay. You just don't know. That's like a good icebreaker. You're like, here we go. I know. Here's what you said. Now it's coming back to you. Yeah. So um, I want to know if, I, if you still believe in that. <laughs> I feel like everyone has a little gay in them. Like... You know, it's like we're all very curious people by nature. Yeah. And um, gosh, you know, sometimes it, it backfires on <laughs> you by saying that, you know, you're yeah. like, what? Um, I feel like it's just, you know, being gay or growing up gay, um, you kind of have to think that way. Like, if I think that everyone's gay, then like I won't feel like singled out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of my motto icebreaker that I kind of just like uh, have in the back of my mind. Oh, so you didn't mean it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus, you're obviously family. You, yes. I've known you for years, man, yes. since we were baby. I mean, you used to obviously babysit me when I was literally a child. change your diapers. <laughs> it's so your your ass was talking foul shit to me. <laughs> And I just had to wipe it away. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it still is in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're still here. <laughs> Literally. Yes. You, so, made, you made a show of it now. So yeah, exactly. So I want to go uh, in back in time because uh, how old are you right now? I'm 37. Okay, you're 37. I want to start, go all the way back to your childhood. So yeah. what was it like uh, for you growing up? I mean, being the youngest of three siblings, uh, or two siblings, sorry. They're the youngest of three. Yeah. Um, two older sisters. <laughs> I think growing up for me um, had its ups and downs. Obviously, at a very young age, I knew that I was different from other boys in my classrooms. You know, I knew that I was attracted to boys, um, but it was kind of like a, a taboo topic, right? Like growing up also like being somebody that uh, grew up in faith and was Christian, um, it was like the thing that we did not talk about. Like you did not talk about people being gay. Um, whenever things were said about gay people, it was usually like, you're going to go to hell because you choose this lifestyle. Right. Um, so was I scared <laughs> at, yeah. the, at the young age? Like, of course. Right. So it's like um, growing up, you couldn't really be yourself in a sense, you know, because you didn't identify with anybody that was similar to you um and i think in life in general we always look for people that we want to like emulate yeah. um and as a child i didn't have that you know i grew up without a father so already i was like the odds were against me mm -hmm. because i didn't have like that male figure to kind of uh, role model after right mm -hmm. um and then the males that i did have around my life uh, were mostly, you know, in the church and they did not want to identify with any maybe questions that I could have, you know. So it was a little rough. Um, I did have a lot of people in my life, though, that did see beyond sexuality. Um, and 
it really those people were the people that I really hold dear to my heart. You know, your mom being one of them. Um, she, you know, at a very young age, I loved to sing. So singing was kind of like my scapegoat for all the noise that was in. You're like a really good singer. Oh, every, you're so good. Every time we have cake back, like we all get to have family gatherings. Yeah. You're always singing. I'm like, me and my brothers are always laughing because we're like, dude, this guy has a voice I on mean, him. Except for like, <laughs> if there's drinking involved yes. and singing, Oh God! It's like like that. You, you have a lot of good content on me. Like where I'm like it's the circle of this life. could be a Broadway adaptation of a drunk night, and yeah, you have the best shots. Um, but going back to my childhood. Oh, by the um, way, I'm sorry to interrupt. You. No, go ahead. Uh, what age did you feel um, that you started to recognize that you liked boys? I think it was like around like six, seven. Like at okay. five, I knew I was different. Like in kindergarten, I knew I was different than like one of my really good good friends that I'm still friends with now. Because I remember at his birthday party, like they were like, "We're gonna play sports," and I was like, "Um, I'm gonna sit this one out on the sidelines." <laughs> Can I be a cheerleader? No, you know, it's like, I was like, I'm going to help your mom in the kitchen because yeah. we all just had cake and the plates are here. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So um, I always found, and it's funny because like it was either comedy or it was like singing that was like my security blanket where if I felt insecure, I was like, here comes the blanket, you know, the comedy, the singing, um, because it was then where people would then look at me for what I could do versus like who I was, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so yeah, I, I did have people and role models that did uh, acknowledge the fact that, like, okay, this is, like, just one part that makes you. Yeah. You're, you're such a talented person in every other aspect. And so I think that's what kind of kept me going and, and treading water through the years. You didn't ever get bullied, did you? Um, I did get bullied <laughs> in, like, elementary school. Um, I was always the kid that, like, shined without like asking for it yeah. so like I was like class president yeah. you know and this and that and so um I was bullied because I was different I was bullied because I didn't like I didn't play football I didn't you know do all these things that boys my age would do I had all the girls around me yeah. you know I I remember in fifth grade we had like a jogathon and uh you know so I'm like this is kind of boring like we need a, a halftime show <laughs> So I, my like 10 girlfriends, I was like, we, you should be cheerleaders. Like I should make you guys cheerleaders. So I literally went to like the dollar store at the time and I got like a ton of streamers and I made pom-poms for them. And we did a routine to Tootsie Roll. Yeah. I don't think any fifth graders should be dancing to Tootsie Roll and like, <laughs> who was I like at the time to like teach these girls how to like thrust and like yeah. do all these moves, you know, yeah. but um, being a kid of the nineties, like it just happened. Yeah. And all the girls that ended up like in high school being cheerleaders. And then, you know, after that, like doing dancing and stuff professionally, they're like, you were kind of like the pivotal point of my career where like you introduced me to dance. And I was yeah. like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, but um, I, I had a lot of fun doing it and that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. But uh yeah, I would find ways to kind of make myself, like, have fun with these things. Like, any opportunity that um, if I felt like, you know, I was being belittled or, like, talked down upon, I was like, okay, now we're going to switch over so that it, like, backfires on you, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you, if, you know, 
this day and age, bullying is a lot different than, you know, what I went through. But, like, you know, people would call me, like, gay Seuss. And, like, in retrospect, it's, like, kind of funny, you know? But <laughs> at the time, I was like, what do I do to, like, not feel bad, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have any, like, friends, like, say when you were getting belittled at that time? Yeah. Did you have any, like, friends to kind of, like, because did they know? Did anybody know? No. Everyone knew. Are you kidding me? Oh. Like, I think I was the last one to know. Like, I was, like... <laughs> I know I'm different, but I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah. Um, but I remember being maybe in middle school and the show Will and Grace came out. And it was like the one time where like my sister and I were in the room and uh, the the middle child and I were in the room. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, here's the first time where I, I see on TV where there's a show or a series about how I feel. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is kind of amazing. And she was like, this is such a good show, right? And I'm like, for different reasons, yes, it's a very good show. We should watch it all the time. Um, But I did have people that, like, would stand up, you know. Like, my sister and I, we went to, like, school together for kindergarten and, like, first grade. Um, And then she always, like, had uh, friends that had younger siblings that she was kind of like, oh, this is my brother, you know. So she was always my advocate looking back at it like i knew that she knew that i was different and um she always had my back my older sister and i are like nine years apart so like we didn't but my sister Jean and i were only four years apart and so um she was like yeah you know that's my little brother so she had my back but then i also had other like girlfriends Mm -hmm. that were like we're gonna kick people's ass if they like you know do anything to you so um but yeah so that's that good, was man. that was me growing up. So when um, obviously we were me and you were raised in a Christian household, right? You know, for uh, pretty much our whole lives. Yes. When did that day come where you were like you were able to like be comfortable enough to like go up to your mother and like tell her? Um. Well, I around like seventeen, eighteen, I started dating a guy, mm-hmm. and I I had a job at the age of sixteen, and. It was then where I, like, started making friends outside of, like, my circle of friends at school and outside of, like, church, you know. And, yeah, and they were much older than I was. You know, they were, like, in their 20s. Um, And then there was young kids that were, like, also 16, 17, 18. Um, So I dated a guy at that time. And I remember always being on the phone. Like, one Christmas, my sister gave me, like, a Metro PCS phone, like a Nokia. It was, like, a red phone. And I was, like this is the gateway to me talking to this guy like i was like oh my god i have a phone let's talk um so i remember just like being on the phone with him all the time and like he would come and like you know pick me up and we'd like he came from a very wealthy family so like he like would pick me up like in a different car every time so i was like it looks like it's different friends but it's really the same guy you know i was like good strategy um and so yeah so he and i like would hang out and And then, like, we were together, and, like, you know, it was around that time where I was in the car with my mom, like, on the freeway, and I was like, Mom, I'm gay. And my mom was just, like, she kept driving, and I was like, okay, I don't think you heard me. I was like, there's this boy that I've been talking to, and I like him, and we're together, and, and she was like, you don't have to tell me who my son is. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I accept who you are, but I don't accept what you do. And so I was just like, at least I got it off my chest, you know? And I was like, 
we're on the freeway. There's not, you can't hit me. (laughs) I mean, coming from like a Mexican household, you're like, how is the shoe going to come off if she's driving? (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm sure she'll find a way, but I was like, oh my God. And then it was kind of like, we never spoke about it again, um, which was a good thing and a bad thing. It was a good thing because I was like, look, I already put it out there in the open. It came out of my mouth. Um, and you're hearing it from me. I don't want you to hear it from other people. I'm sure she heard things from people, you know, in the church because they love to gossip. Um, But at least, like, it came from me, you know? And I told my grandmother, and my grandmother, it was so cute. I was like, out of everyone, she had the best response. She was like, my grandma was born, like, in 1933. And um, she was like, when I was young, she's like, there was a gay in the in the neighborhood, and your grandpa would only, or your great grandpa would only allow um, us to hang out with him and to go like to dances with him because he knew he was different. So I was yeah. like, this is like in the forties, like this is crazy, right? Yeah, like forties, fifties, like the fact that like my grandma like identified with somebody and like she hung out with him. I was yeah. like, okay, and she's like, be yourself. She's like, just you don't have to like parade what your lifestyle is to the world because the world that is not gay doesn't do that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was like really good advice because in my mind, like, you know, when you come out, you're like, there's ribbons and bows and glitter and balloons and everything. Right. But that wasn't my story. Like I, I know that there are people that are celebrated for coming out, but for me, because of my background of being, you know, raised in a Christian household, it was more like, okay, like you signed the contract, it's a deal, but like, let's not talk about it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of segued into my later years when I started working for MAC Cosmetics. Yeah. Um, at age 19, like after being done with high school, I went to a community college, I went to West Valley. And my mom was like, you know, you have to go to school and you have to do this and you have to do that. And I was like, okay, I will live the dream that you have paved for me. Like, but I obviously did not want that. Right. Like I was like, yeah, I'm good in school, but I, I don't see myself. I'm a creative. I've always been different. You know, um, there don't get me wrong. Like I love people who are all about academics and enriching themselves in that way. But that just wasn't the narrative for me. Um, and I didn't have anybody that said, hey, you know what, like you can be successful if you follow your passions and follow your dreams and create like a livelihood through that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, fast forward this day and age, it's like we have a ton of entrepreneurs and we have a ton of people that are making passive income, you know, through their passions. Yeah. And had I had somebody that told me that at that age, I would see beyond what my mom was telling me, you know? That's why it's so important to seek out mentors. Of course, you know? know? Or to be a mentor to somebody, you know? Um, So, you know, then I basically dropped out of school and I had this woman in in the beauty department um, at Macy's Oak Ridge that was like, I want to steal you. Like, you're so good. You, like, talk really well with customers. Like... I know you're creative and I was like, I really don't want to give out gifts with purchases in the cosmetics area. Like those girls seem really catty and like bitchy and like they're always trying to like get you to try something new. And I'm like, I don't see myself as that person. She's like, no, no, no. There's like, there's a a place for you. It's called Mac and you would love it. And I was like, what's really funny 
is when I was in eighth grade, I went to Valley Fair to the Mac store with my girlfriend, Vanessa, and we were shopping for uh, makeup for her. I did like her hair and like kind of did her makeup at the time because I was like, okay, I grew up loving Barbies. Like I would steal all my sister's Barbies and they were like mine. Um, and I was like, okay, Vanessa, like we're going to do your makeup for like the promotion dance and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And so we go to the store and I'm like in heaven, right? I see like all this color and these people look like superstars. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I remember asking this lady, I was like, do you have a chapstick for like men or for boys like my age? And she was like laughing, right? Cause she's probably like this queen, like, yeah. you know? And she was like, let me show you something else. So she brings out this like lip gloss for Mac. It's like a clear lip gloss. And she like brushes it on me and I'm like, I love this. You know, my lips look so glossy and glassy. And so I was like, I'll buy that like with the $20 I have, you know, <laughs> it was like $9. And I'm like, can I get a shopping bag too? Cause I felt like I was like pretty woman. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember going home and my mom was like, what is that? I was like, oh, it's a chapstick. And my sister's like that. I'm pretty sure that's makeup. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's lip gloss. And I was like. Thanks for throwing me under the bus, you know? I was like, well, if it is, it's mine, you know? So I I remember having that product. Fast forward, you know, to like 2003, I interviewed with Matt Cosmetics and I got the job. And I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. What what age was that? I was 19. 19. Yeah, so I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I've always been artistic. So it was like, it's just a different medium. I had a lot of girlfriends that were like giving me pointers and like I remember like at the early stages of makeup I could do eyeshadow but then I'd be like and now my friend is going to put your eyelashes on for you you know so I was like very resourceful (laughs) you know so I I was like I looked like I knew what I was doing but they would put all the finishing touches and clean up my work Um, but you know it was it was such a good uh, place for me to be in because for my entire life, I felt like an outsider. Mm. And it was the one time where this brand was like, be who you are. If you want to wear makeup to work, wear it. If you don't want to, you don't have to, you know? Um, And that's kind of where my mom was able to see like, okay, this guy is literally taking it and doing his own thing. Um, We would have like theme days at Mac where like they'd be like, today's like 1970s. And like, I would like look up how to do like makeup from 1970s and dress like it. And so it was like very creative outlet for me. And I loved it. I learned so much along the way. Obviously um, I did not know that my road to makeup would like end at the Mac counter, but pivot to be where I am today. And, um, you know, I, doing makeup for all these years, people would always say like, you know, you need to be in LA or you need to be in New York. And I never saw that for myself because again, at a very young age, I was conditioned to dream the dream that your parents had for you. Right. To, to think of yourself as like what other people's thoughts were of you you know that, what that's you should still, do that's still going on right now to this day right you know there's a lot of, i mean i was i mean I, I love my parents to death you know they've uh they've always pushed me to be the best i can possibly be but they've always they've also pushed me to go to school and right. um that was like same thing similar to you mm-hmm. i was just not interested right um i i didn't uh i didn't appreciate the whole educational system uh back then um I definitely took education for granted because there's so much I'm humbled by how much there is to learn to this day. Right. 
uh, that's why I'm always surrounded by books. That's why I'm always diving my my face into books. Right. You know what I mean? Probably but, more than students. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I see that. I'm proud of that. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, I've learned more now from like the books behind you than I had in all the years I had in school. Right. And it sucks because like I see people who graduate college. Like I've had friends who graduated college because their parents pushed them to do this, but mm-hmm. those those people never like were able to dig deep and like really find out like, do I want to do this? Or is just because my parents said, this is what people do to be successful. And to be able to get out of that rut, to be able to like make that decision just like you did. Right. It's a, it's a game changer. And like you said, like the whole entrepreneur thing, like it, it comes out of people, you know, there are, there are multimillionaires inside of everybody. Right. It's just, you got to get them out. Right. You know, and you got to like feed it and you got like, which that's exactly what you do, you yeah. know, by enriching yourself with the knowledge that, you know, perhaps you don't have access to that person in that college, but you have this book that you're reading, you know, yeah. and you're like, here I am diving in, learning like what strategies, what they've, you know, learned. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, growing up and, and now like doing makeup, I saw myself as like, I want to be a teacher i want to be an educator of makeup Uh so you know in in a short like year and a half i was promoted from like where i was working at a counter um to like working at a store that did like you know four million dollars worth of volume and like i single-handedly was bringing like over half a million dollars in sales you know only working six hours um a day and i you know made so many relationships and at the time i was just like so overwhelmed with every like the success that was happening but I didn't see it as success right like because I was like I work at a mall these women want me to do their makeup they're paying me to do their makeup for events and I was just like this is just a way that I could provide for my family so I didn't see like all the success and the accolades that I was achieving while I was going through the motions of it Um, but again people were like you need to do more than what you're doing but I, I had a friend who came, uh, Angela Johnson was in my chair, you know, she was doing comedy and we went to school together and she supported me in everything that I did. So whenever she'd come into town, she'd be like, hey, are you, you know, around to do my makeup? And I'd be like, yeah, so I'd do her makeup. She'd be at the improv and whatnot. Um, and one day she was sitting in my chair and she's like, she literally looked at me and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start to do your makeup. And she's like, do you have dreams? And I was like, okay, so what look are we doing? <laughs> She's like, no, do you have dreams? Do you ever have dreams for yourself? And I'm like, I used to, but like, then I woke up. Okay, let's keep this going, you know? Oh my and God. I'm like, are you kidding? Cause you're Angela Johnson or are you being serious with me as a friend, you know? And she was like, no, seriously, Hasty. She's like, do you want to be at this mall for the rest of your life? And I was like, of course I don't, you know? And she's like, well, then you got to start dreaming. And, you know, it's sad because I did have all those dreams, but there were so many, like, fire hoses that put out that fire in me that I was like, I I don't see myself past these, like, four walls of this building, you know? Um, And obviously I, I made connections with people and within my brand, I, I made friendships and which opened the door for like the rest, you know, of my life career. Yeah. So that was a, a really good time in my life because I was able to be myself. You know, I yeah. 
I dressed in the most craziest things. Like looking back, I'm like, <laughs> I'm six two. You're huge. Okay. Imagine <laughs> seeing me in the food court getting like a Wetzel's pretzels in like five inch heels on a Saturday. <laughs> Shit. Wearing makeup, like I literally was Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was Lady Gaga, and I, I was like, I would be scared of myself if I saw myself. If like the eighth grader buying that lip gloss at Mac was seeing the future of me, I'd be like, girl, tone it down. Um, oh, but man. you know, I didn't care because I was like, I'm free. You know, like yes. no, I could be myself. Like. And people celebrate, it was so funny because people would celebrate it. You know, they'd like come in and this was, you know, social media wasn't really big, actually, you know. I think, you know, Facebook had just launched to campuses. Mm. And I remembered like being like at the counter doing makeup and people were like on Facebook. And I was like, oh, what's up? They're like, oh, it's like something for my school, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but they were posting pictures. They're like, you know, can we take pictures of, of you or like of our makeup? And I was like, okay, sure, you know. Um, but it, it's funny because even in retrospect, like seeing that happen, it was kind of like a foreshadow of what my future would be, but I didn't even know it, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, in uh, what was your mother's reaction when you dropped out of college to pretty much pursue makeup? Well, she was like, You're basically making the worst decision of your life. <laughs> she yeah. was like, um, I don't know why. My mom didn't even want me to do makeup, honestly. She was like, I don't know why you're pursuing this, it's gonna get you nowhere. Um, and then when the wedding started rolling in, you know, and I would like be hired to do things, I was like, mom, people actually like what I do, you know? And then she would see me do my own makeup. And obviously like I went from like a zero to like a 10 over the years. (laughs) And, you know, it was, it was really nice because I remember one day I was like walking downstairs, she was in the kitchen and she looked at me and she was like, can I, she's like, wow, your eyes look pretty. And I was like what you know I was like uh maybe if I leave the house really fast like she's gonna forget what she just said and she's like no she's like your eyes look beautiful she's like actually I used to do my eye makeup like that you know I used to use like these colors and uh and she brings out like these pencils that she had like from Mexico and I was like oh my god like those are really nice you know it's like awesome so we had a moment where we connected over makeup then obviously like through the years like I would do her makeup and that was the time where, you know, with makeup, I learned how much it was just a vehicle to get people to a better place. You know, makeup allows people, it's a feel good product, you know, it allows you to feel good about yourself because you're uh, perfecting or you're adding to what's already there on the canvas. Mm. And so like for my mom, you know, I always wanted her to look a certain way because of like, you know, television tells you like, you know, a Latina mom should look like this, you know, on, on Telemundo. Um, and I was like, oh my God, now I can make her look like that, you know? So it was, it was fun to be able to have that like little bit of magic. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, again, it was a time where like social media did not really exist. So at that time there'd be like lines of women, like, trying to get in with me and i was like do what is like that, is that when you realize you're like oh i'm i'm good at this yeah like yeah. i like i was like i mean i'm not gonna lie i was like a little cocky then because i was like <laughs> if i if i'm not then they're gonna stumble all over me you know but i was like if i put boundaries yes, then i'm gonna be yes. like okay like 
I I could do your makeup, but I have to go to you. You know, yeah, like I'm yeah. booked here, but like I can do that and side hustle. Um, but yeah, it was like it was an aha moment, definitely, yeah. because I'm like I didn't know how to do any of this, and now like I'm like you're a girl, shouldn't you know how to do this already? Yeah. Like, but you know, it was obviously a different touch, but. <laughs> It was awesome because I literally had a ton of like women just coming up to me and saying, I'm like, all my straight men loved me, you know, because they're like, dude, all my friends were like, you have all the in with the girls. And I was like, I don't want them. You can have them. Like, I don't, I mean, till this day, you know, like you guys are all, yeah, you guys are all like, oh my God, she's hot. I'm like, okay, she's just my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So. There you have it. So I'm very, very interested in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, How did that opportunity present itself to pretty much be able to work for Mark Zuckerberg's sister? That was also a moment where I was like, why me? You know, because I, again, the voice inside of you says, like, you're not worthy. You're, like, not supposed to be doing this. And then... The other voice is like, oh, my gosh, this is like a moment that can change your life. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a, a coworker of mine that had invited me to a holiday party um, at, for Facebook. But I didn't know what the holiday party was or what yeah. company it was. And so he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. He's like, OK, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to go to the city. We're going to go to this like holiday party. I was like, all right, I'll be ready like in 30 minutes. I get ready, we get in the car, we show up to this venue, and there's, like, live music, there's all these things. He's like, we're going to go through the back. And I was like, okay. So we go through the back, and there's this girl there and some friends, and they're musicians. And he's like, hey, Jesus, this is Randy. And, you know, Randy, this is Jesus. Um, He's going to do your makeup, and I'm going to do your hair. And I was like, wait, Oh, you weren't even this like is, prepared for No, that. I was oh. like, this where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being <laughs> punked? Like, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> I was like, um, okay, well, I don't have any makeup brushes or makeup. And he's like, Oh no, the bag that you're holding, everything's in there. Yeah. So like I open the bag, I take everything out. He's like starting to do her hair. I'm like, what do you want me to do for her makeup? Mm-hmm. He's like you know, do this, do that. So I was like, okay. I was like, so nice to meet you. Like, I was like, oh my God, I've never, I, why? Like, why is this happening? You know? So she's like the nicest person, right? Like there's like all these people backstage and I'm like, so what do you do? She's like, I always sing, you know? And it's like a little fun, like band that like we have here at Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. So I was like, Facebook I've heard of Facebook before because people were like on their phones at the counter getting their makeup done asking me for you know if they could post pictures but I was not I didn't even have an account yeah so I was like oh this is cool you know so I do her makeup I was like is this what you want her to look like (laughs) Like, because I'm like I thought I was invited to a party I didn't know I was gonna work for free um so I was like okay hope you like your makeup and I was like, let's party. Yeah. So, you know, she goes up, she sings, like she had a cover band. It was like 80s cover band, but they also did like, you know, pop music too. Huh. And so I was like, oh my gosh, she's like really talented. Yeah. This is awesome. So then like a little bit after that, like maybe a week or so, I get a call from her assistant at the time and her assistant's like, hey, like I'm so-and-so calling, you know, on behalf of Randy Zuckerberg. 
I was wondering if you were available to be in Las Vegas like in a couple days. And Damn. I was like, well, I work at the mall. <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> like I'd have to put in a request and this and that. And she's like, uh, well, here's a spoiler alert. She's like, do you have sick time? And I was like, a lot of it because I never call out sick. She's like, I think now is when you do it. And I was like, okay. So I called out sick uh, for a couple days. So we're in Vegas. They're having like a party, and you know they're like do like they were shooting something also, and it was at Aria. Like I was like, this is amazing. Like this is such a great opportunity. You know, yeah. it's like a one time thing maybe. You know, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, enjoy it. So I did. I took pictures. Um, I think at that point I then had a Facebook because I was like, maybe I should. Yes. Maybe I should jump on the bandwagon while I'm still available to. And so, like, I posted pictures, and then immediately people were like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so awesome, like, yeah. this and that. And then, But then I didn't think to not post things because then work would find out that I was not sick. So then, like, I, like, deleted it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in trouble. But nothing happened in yeah. the end. Um, and so, you know, it was like at that point where we like started working together. Um, and then, you know, we like worked with each other for a while. And then it kind of came a point in my life where I was like, after like, I think it was like maybe a year, I was like, this is not for me. Like, I, it's too busy. Like, be oh, being with uh, her. Yeah, being with her. Well, because it was mostly like I would still be working like 30 hours at Mac. And you like, were going back and forth. Well, I wasn't like I wasn't working for it was more like freelance. So oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, she'd yeah. call me and be like, hey, I'm doing this like in L.A. or New York. You know, are you available to come to my house and like do my makeup? And then I had to teach myself how to do hair because my friend was like, he could do it all. Yeah. So one of my friends, Sandra, she's an educator at San Jose City College. Okay. She like gave me my first uh, mannequin head. It's called like a Miss Maria doll. And I again, I didn't go to cosmetology school. The makeup was like a self-taught thing through sitting people down at Mac and, yeah. you know, learning from my mistakes. And, you know, Mac had great training at that time. Um, but for the hair, I like literally sat my sister down. and I was like, YouTube says this is how you do an updo. We're going to try it. You know, like yeah. we're just going to try it all. Um, I had her hairstylist at the time. She like taught me how to blow out hair, like, but like one time, you yeah. know, so I was like you better be a fast learner at this yeah. and never burn her because then you're going to be fired, you know? Yeah, and so man. I taught myself how to do hair basically. And I would go into San Jose city college and I would volunteer to do makeup. And while I was there, I would go in earlier so I could see if they're doing like a class, like on updos, oh, I would okay. look at what they're doing or I would like, you know, ask for help from Sandra yeah. and, you know, she would like tell me, oh, this is like a better way to do that hair so that you don't take so much time. And so I was like, OK, I'm new to all this, you know, so um, at that time I was like, this is too much for me. Like I I'm not meant for this, like doing one person's like hair and makeup. Like yeah. I'm not that good. Like I was like doubting myself. So I had another friend that had just left Mac and she was amazing at hair and makeup. So I was like, Kelly, like you should like meet Randy. Like, you know, you guys would work well together and they did. But then Randy came back and was like, look, like I can get anybody to do my hair and makeup, but you and I, like, there's just something about our relationship that I like. 
you know, and I was like, why me? You know, yeah. like, again, that doubt, that little voice. Yeah. Um, and she's like, we can make this work. Like, I can work around your schedule. If you need me to come to the mat counter to do, you know, my makeup, I can do that. And like, I could find somebody else to do my hair, you know? Yeah. And so like, we made it work, you know? And um, she had written a book around that time and she was like, hey, like, would you consider going on tour with me uh, as, like, my stylist, makeup artist? Uh, we're going to go around, like, the U.S. and, like, Canada. And I was like, again, I work retail. <laughs> like, that, I'm going to have – I could. I only have two weeks of sick time. Like, yeah. there's only so much I could do, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, well, I have a friend, uh, and she may be able to help us. So um, her friend was Laura Lauder. Laura Lauder um, is, you know, a Lauder. So Estee Lauder owns MAC yeah. and half of the cosmetics industry. So she was like, you know, I really would love Jesus to come on this tour with me. Yeah. Would you be able to help us out? You know, he's like such a great employee. He's been with the brand. At this time, I was with MAC for 10 years. Oh, shit. And they were like, this would be like an amazing opportunity for the brand to highlight an artist that has been faithful and loyal and yeah. you know has been great at sales um, to go and, and do this tour and represent MAC. So they're like, let's make it a sponsorship. And at that time, the only other artist that had been given that opportunity um, was uh, Rihanna's uh, makeup artist. And she was a, an artist that lived in LA. I think her name was like Lorelai Cakes or something. She yeah. was like a influencer on Instagram where she is probably still. And so I was like, uh, well, I'm not Rihanna's makeup artist at all, you know? But it, it didn't take that, you know? It's like, what I've learned is that, you know, obviously at a young age in makeup, I wanted to be a celebrity makeup artist. I wanted to be able to have access to those red carpet events. And, yeah. you know, I wanted to be on magazines and that's like everyone's dream, you know, but like, is it a reality for a kid in San Jose? Probably not, <laughs> you know? And then this happens, you know? Um, and I was just like, okay, like, let's do this. So we went on this tour and I was away for two months and it was during like the busiest time. It was during holiday season. And I remember just like being in all these hotels and like as a kid watching Home Alone, I was like, I want to be Kevin. Like, yeah. that's like my dream, you know, to be at the Fairmont and to, or the Plaza Hotel, same company, um, and to like just be him, you know, order room service yeah. and cookies and this and that. <laughs> yes. And I totally had my Kevin moments because of her, you know. <laughs> Um, which was like so awesome. I was able to go to New York for the first time and I was able to like be at NASDAQ and, you know, go to Wall Street and go to all these different buildings and, you know, day shows. I was on the Today Show um, yeah. and I was just like, this is what I dreamed about and didn't tell anybody because I didn't think it was going to be a reality ever. You never spoke about it? No. I mean... Uh in prayers <laughs> you know i was like dear god yeah. dear santa no. um but you know it's like Jesus. everyone's like you got to speak it into existence well when your voice is silence your whole life yeah. you don't know the value of speaking yep. you know yeah. so i was just like it's not ever gonna happen yeah. 
So then when it was happening, I was literally like on the phone with my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm literally in Miami. I'm at Univision. Like, it was just crazy. Like, all these, like, moments. I was like, I just saw so-and-so that I grew up watching on, you know, the Spanish channel. Um, And it was just crazy. Wildest dreams happened. And I was so excited that I didn't really take a moment to, like, take it all in. Because I was, like, back-to-back booked. Like, we were literally, like, airplane, 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 studio, airplane. Um, so that was over and then my life was just like back to the mall, you know? How long was that, that tour? Um, it was for two months. Two months? So, you know, we went on every daytime show in different parts of the country and, you know, I, I was just like, this is amazing, but it's over, you know? And, uh, I was back at the mall and, you know, obviously like, everyone then was like, oh my gosh, like we saw you on TV or we saw you do this or we saw you do that. And I was like, that was me. Like, (laughs) you know, and it was a short lived moment. And, um, you know, did it go by fast? It went by real fast. And then, um, you know, time had passed and it was in February and like maybe two years after that or a year and a half. And Randy was like, Hey, like, I'm filming something in studio in LA. Yeah. She's like, are you free to go? And I was like, it's a Saturday. I work at the mall still, (laughs) you know, I can't get that day off. So I did what I did. I called out sick and it was actually on her birthday. And so we went to LA, we were in the studio and I was like, this is, I want to be here. Like I want to do this like for the rest of my life. I like, I love getting her ready. I love being her right hand man. Like, you know, just, prepping her for what she does, you know, Mm -hmm. for work. And so um, on that airplane ride on the way back, she was like, my family's moving to New York. Her family. She's like, you know, I was wondering if you would be interested and like being like an assistant slash like makeup artist, hairstylist. And I was like, but that, how long is this? You know, like, like, <laughs> like I don't think I have that much sick yeah, time. I was like, sick time is two weeks. Um, I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, no, like we're like gonna live in Manhattan, and I'm like, but with me? And she's like, yeah, like you'll find an apartment. You know, like, I was like, how long do I have to think about this? She's like, well, we we're moving in two weeks. You know, so she's oh like, you would God. have to put your two weeks notice in. So I was like, okay. So I'm like consulting with my friends I was like should I do this you know where it's like I tell my mom and my mom's like crying obviously you know because she, she did not want me to go oh. um and I was like mom do you remember like when I was working at the mall like my first week I told yeah. you like things could happen and it took 11 years for me to get to where I'm at yeah but it's happening, you know, like I have this opportunity of a lifetime, you know, if I don't take it, like I'm never going to know what it was like. I've already gotten a taste of what it's like yeah. to be in this world and I love it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so she was like, well, you should pray about it. I was like, mom, <laughs> prayer is good, but action is more. Oh, baby. I have the faith. Yes. <laughs> I sat in that sermon. I yes. know. Um, that, you know, you got to act on it. So I was like, I think I've been, you know, preparing for this moment. And I don't think 
the Bay Area has what I need. And so I was like, here I go. I remember like typing out my two weeks notice and I'm like, this is, I've done it so many times when I was angry and wanted to leave Mac, but I was like, where am I going to go to? You know, I have benefits. I have this, I have that there. So um, I remember turning in my notice and my manager was like, this is a joke, right? Like, haha, funny. And I was like, no girl, I'm leaving. (laughs) Like. I love what this brand has done for me, Damn. but it's time to go. You was know? it hard leaving? It was hard because I had never left the Bay Area. Yeah, I knew everybody like at Valley Fair, yeah. at Oak Ridge, at Eastridge. You know, all these. Di- I had taught seminars for Mac, you know, for years. <sighs> so I was at every location, you yeah. know. Um, and I had developed all these relationships with people like my customers would come in and they would only want me to do their makeup. They would only want to shop with me. Um, and I turned in my notice and I was excited because it was like, I had been waiting to flip that page for years, but there was no chapter two for me. It had not been written yet, you know? And so I was sitting there like contemplating, like, what should I do? And I was like, The worst thing that could happen is you come back, you know, but if you don't take that chance, like you'll never know. So I put in my notice. Everyone was so excited. My customers brought me flowers and all these things, you know, as I started like telling people that I was leaving. And I just remember like being so happy because it all paid off, you know, and I think like my advice to anyone listening or watching this is, you know, sometimes like you stop dreaming and you stop believing in yourself. And then you have those people that do see beyond what you see and they come and they clear your vision. They wipe it down and they say like, keep moving forward, you know? And then it's your job to push through that door to keep building that relationship for as long as you want, you know? And that's literally For me, the one thing that, you know, working at Mac for 11 years taught me is that, like, you constantly yourself have to keep reinventing yourself time after time again because you come into the same products every single day and it's up to you to show people how to, like, refigure what they look like with those products or adding, you know, something new that they normally wouldn't use. Um, But that's how life is, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like you're given these set of tools and it's up to you to apply them to ways that are gonna lift you to that next step that you wanna be at or pause pause that or, you know, take a step back to take four steps forward later. Um, So I think it was was time for me to leave and I made the best decision of my life. Living in Manhattan is like no other, you know? I loved every minute of it. Like when I got there, I mean, if you look at like my Instagram, I was literally in a new country like every month or a new city in the US, you know, because my boss is a public speaker and, you know, she also produces like shows for Broadway. So then I was like, oh my God, like I'm, my makeup is everywhere now. You know, I was like in magazines. I, at the time, you know, President Obama had hosted uh, an event that she and her husband went to and I had gotten her ready for it. And then like at this keynote, you see a picture of Obama, my boss, her husband. And like, there's like thousands of people seeing this, you know, or like I'm in Asia 
and I'm being flown for 18 hours on a double-decker airplane Damn. where they're, like, putting a mattress out for you and handing you pajamas. And I'm like, I grew up sleeping in a one-bedroom apartment on the floor. And now this is what I'm experiencing. Like, yeah. I was like, I if somebody would have told me, like, you're in your future, this is what life is going to be like for you. I would laugh because I'd be like, that's not for me. Like that's for somebody else who's gone to school, who has made the right connections, you know? And like one thing my boss had told me, we were at a a dinner in LA and there was somebody at the dinner who, you know, she was like friends with the Kardashians and, um, and she was like, you know, very nice to me, but somebody else that was there with her was like, who is he? You know? And I was kind of like, I didn't know who I was, you know, because then again, it's that voice that tells you, like, you don't belong here. And I had told my boss about this and she's like, "Okay, well, were you at the table? And I was like, yeah, she's like, so there was a seat at the table for you already. Damn. Yeah. She's like, so. Act like it. God damn. You know, she's like, they're at the same event that you're at. You got invited just like they did. Yep. You're actually my guest of honor. And I was like, okay, you have to start thinking of yourself in that mentality. Do you still go through those doubts? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's easier now because, you know, I don't have time to doubt myself because life is so busy. Yeah. You're all over the place. Yes. But you know, I, I still, you know, sometimes wake up and I'm like, do I deserve this life? And the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, dude, it's like on. I work really hard to yeah. be where I'm at. Um, but, you know, again, those grassroots moments that happen when you're a kid, they those are demons that you have to fight with forever. You know, you have to constantly be reminding yourself. You have to constantly be putting yourself in situations where you remember, you know, where you came from and why you are where you're at now, you know? So it's like, that's why like journaling is so important, you know? Um, Reading is so important because you're able to see, okay, like this person went through this in their life that now there's a book written about it to help other people. And then you journal and you're like, okay, in the future, I'll be able to look at these notes and remember how I felt being in that hotel room, you know, because I've stayed in many hotel rooms and they're (laughs) some of the most beautiful. I remember being in a hotel room in Miami at the Ritz and I called my sister and I was bawling. I was like, this is so lonely. You know, like you've made it, but it's so lonely because you check into the hotel, you rest, then you have to go to work, you put your game face on, and then you go back to the hotel and you wait to be picked up to go back home. So it's kind of like lonely in the in-between. Yeah. If you're in that headspace. Yes. But if you take yourself out of that headspace and be like, this is your moment to recharge. Yeah. This is the moment to relax. This is the moment to take it all in. Yes. To see like all this hard work paid off and now you're able to bear the fruits of it, you know? Um, so I had to retrain myself because it, it is lonely anytime, you know, if you, if you're successful, sometimes it's lonely, Yeah, you know, and that's what it takes though. Yeah. You know? Cause you have to take people out of your life that are stumbling blocks for you. Exactly. You know, exactly. and only surround yourself by the people that are going to be there and 
lift you up and yeah. you know believe in what your narrative is now mm-hmm. um so i i just you know i'm very thankful for where i'm at today i don't remember you know ever being happier than the now yeah. you know um but i also want to move forward in the future and you know there's a lot of opportunities like even just chatting with you before all this like where i'm like where do you want to take this you know podcast in the future i also asked myself okay jesus like you've gone through so much in your life that maybe someone is going through or maybe that someone won't have to go through by the advice that you're giving so it's like how do i help the next jesus how do i like make sure that that person has all the tools and the encouragement that I lacked. Cause maybe like I could have shaved off like five years if I had somebody in my life that was a mentor that was like, don't listen to the noise, keep moving forward, you know? Um, So I want to be that beacon of light for somebody, you know? And, um, and you know, New York is an amazing place. I, I currently live there still. And, you know, we've all in this past, year and a half two years have gone through some crazy times but i'm blessed to still be able to be in my job i'm blessed to have gotten like promotions within my job you know like i started as this now i'm here and you know i'm overseeing all these different facets of you know my boss's life and i i love it you know because it's i'm a very loyal person and loyalty is something that you know is very rare these days Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's very rare because we don't see a lot of people that we could look up to and say, like, hey, like this person has been successful in this field because they've done this, yeah. you know. So I think it's like our job to train, you know, the future mm-hmm. to encourage, you know, to to be that resource for yeah. that generation. It's, just, it's not just one thing. Right. You know, what I mean, it's like everybody is so good at so many things, but it's right. just like you really have to, like, point those out. Mm-hmm. It's like. Like, you know how, like, when you're by yourself sometimes, right. those are, like, those times to rest, but also be able to think about, it's like, oh, what, what's coming next? You know what I mean? Like you said, journaling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's important to, like, journal of, like, what's happening now, the lessons you learned, the mistakes you've made, uh, but also write down, like, oh, I'm going to make this goal, uh, I'm going to achieve this goal in this next quarter. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to get this done at this time. And it's funny because businesses... <laughs> That's what they do, right? They <laughs> forecast. Yes. And uh, when you don't think like a business person, like, you know, you're like aimlessly throwing your energy everywhere. But yeah. if you have a, an action plan, yeah. you're able to see, okay, like I was able to do this in this yeah. quarter, wasn't able to do that, but I'm going to, you know, tackle that yeah. next quarter. Um, so that that's actually, it's funny that you say this because it's December 24th yeah. and like we're approaching the new year. So it, you're checking me. You're like, Jesus, have some goals. Keep dreaming. <laughs> well, that's the whole, like, my thing. Like, somebody asked me on the podcast, like, oh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'm like, a lot can happen in 10 years. Yeah. Either There's going to be a lot that's going to happen within those 10 right. years. But um, I like to make those goals, uh, those goals quarterly. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're more I, attainable. Exactly. Because as you age, things change. I don't age. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like what do you mean? <laughs> are you are you afraid to get older? No, not at all. It's which is funny because all of my friends in the industry, you know, they they were in cosmetics and now they're like shooting their face with Botox and fillers yes. and they they have med spas and everything. And they're like, you'd be the best candidate for it. And I'm like, <laughs> Dude. 
good. I want to be the one that doesn't get it. Like, I don't know. Has any, like, that's, do you get approached with that a lot? Yeah, because, I mean, I'm 37. Hi, 40 is knocking on the door. Um, and I haven't done anything to my face. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, but, you know, it's like, I, I like myself. I'm a very expressive person. Yeah. So, like, if I don't see, like, the number 11 and, like, lines across, I'm like, I don't have a grid face. Like, there's something wrong with me. It's not me. You know, maybe in the future, like, I can do that. But, like, yeah, people are like, it's preventative. I'm like, so are a lot of things that yeah. we don't do it, you I know? Made, I made a promise to myself that I would never, like, touch my face. I mean, I do have to get my nose fixed if I've broken it three times, yeah. you know? but Because you're a fighter. But I was a retired fighter, sir. Yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> but I I have to get it fixed uh, just because it does, it does hinder me sometimes. Right. So it's like, but I'm even scared to get that because it's like, what if it looks different? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always scared about those little things. Right. Even like when I have, when I'm done having children, I just want to get a vasectomy. I'm like, but I'm even scared about that. Like, <laughs> like surgeries are scary. <laughs> but I would never, I'm never going to get Well, they Botox. cut your nose off on accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to let my face do its thing. Yeah. I'm going to let my hair it has to do, do its thing. But I even look at like my grandfather, uh, my father. They look still damn good. My yeah. mother looks amazing. Right. Like I have, I'm blessed to have like good genetics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, also it's what I do day to day. That's going to help. Of course. You know, like make that better. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. What was it like traveling all around the world? Like that consecutive. Oh life? my gosh. It was, uh, it, what's funny is like, I remember like when I first had my passport, I'm like, there's too many pages in here. <laughs> like who's going to fill this up? Like I'm going to go to Mexico and that's it. You know? <laughs> But I, it was amazing, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, every time I would get on an airplane, I would be like, the five-year-old was like present and was so excited. Um, and again, like, you know, when you travel business class and you're sitting, you know, at the front of the plane, I'm like, I had never seen that seat. I was always in the back. <laughs> Um, so it feels good because I'm 6'2", and, like, my legs could only stretch out so much in those back seats, you know, which I still take on my own on my own dime. But, you know, when you're being flown out by these companies, you know, they really take care of you. Um, it's amazing, you know, just from the beginning of the experience to checking into a hotel to walking around, you know, whatever country you're in and yeah. seeing the culture and just everything. I, um, before you know, everything that's happened, happened. I was in Tel Aviv and I was shooting a commercial for SodaStream because it's a, a company that's based in Israel. And I was able to, to be there. And it's like, I'm like, I remember reading about this in Sunday school, sure. but that's as close as I thought I would get to go into Israel, you know, yeah, yeah. and then being able to be there, I was like, it was so powerful, you know, because I'm like, this is like what I read about. And now I see it in, in person. Yeah. I touched the water. I, you know, walking on the sand. It was so amazing. Um, I, you know, have been blessed with a lot of opportunities and I've seen the world um, in ways that I never thought I would, you know, I've, yeah. I've literally had experiences like when I was in Asia, um, the like the mayor of like the town of Busan uh, was like, we want you guys to have like an experience where you go like on a yacht and you like eat on the yacht. And I was like, like, who's going to be there? Like, just you two. 
was like, that's a pretty big boat, though. Like, we, I'm sure there's hungry people out there. They don't want to eat with us. Like, I don't even speak Korean. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm very adventurous with my eating, but I was like, I'm still going to order a hamburger when we yeah. get to the hotel. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm very hungry. This looks really beautiful, but I'm still hungry. I'm like, you guys have tacos here? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's great because you get to learn, like, the culture. You get to... You know, just experience life different, you know, different yeah. than like you thought you would growing up, you know. Um, and I, I collect Christmas ornaments uh, just because I love Christmas. And so that was the one thing that I set myself to do is every country that I visited, I would like bring back an ornament, you know, yeah. so that like when I'm older, I can look at my Christmas tree and be like, I remember when I was in Sweden. Dang. I remember when I was in Paris. I remember, you know, and it's like. It's a good idea. It's a fun little memorabilia. <laughs> so you've obviously been around uh, some titans, yeah. Meaning Mark Zuckerberg, Randy Zuckerberg, and a uh, a lot of successful people. Right. What's one of the lessons that you've learned from being around those people? Uh, you know, it's funny because you talk about this a lot. You know, when you post, um, successful people don't necessarily have to show their success. Yeah. And, you know, we live in a day and age where, like, on Instagram, you know, and, like, sometimes I'm, like, you know, responsible for doing this, too, you know, because you're, like, I want to show the world. But it's, like, being flashy is sometimes not being classy, you know? And it's, like, I know we want to, like, be proud of ourselves and, like, self-promote, like, oh, I was able to achieve this, you know? But um, they're the most humble people, you know and it's like they also didn't come from much and were able to make it and provide you know and like I've been blessed to you know go to different places you know because of you know the family um and just like I was I was given the opportunity to see the northern lights a couple years ago in Iceland did I ever think that was going to happen? No, you know, but um, there's opportunities that are given and I was able to to see it, you know, firsthand. You know, another, what, what's funny is, you know, um, here's a story for you. My boss, she um, had done her makeup like maybe one of the first times at her house. And when I was in eighth grade, um, you get to go on a trip to Washington, D.C. and to New York. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive, obviously. Having a single parent, like, my mom was either going to pay rent and her car payment and feed us, or I was going to go to Washington, D.C. and New York, right? So that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, So I remember being class president in eighth grade and not being able to go with my class to experience that. So, of course, it sucked, you know? I was crushed, and... But life happened. I moved on, you know? It was just a memory, so... My boss had asked me, have you ever been, you know, to New York or, you know, anywhere? I was like, I've been to Mexico and I've been to Las Vegas and like L.A. Like, No, I've not been. Uh, I'm like, Las Vegas has New York, New York. Does that count? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she had to remember that conversation that I had told her because we were like getting to know each other. And she's like, tell me about your upbringing, whatever. So she had gotten a speaking gig in Washington, D.C., and uh, 
my driver at the time, you know, he dropped her off. I had already gotten her hair and makeup ready. We had lunch and she's like, Kent, do you mind like just being in the car? Because um, like this like speech is not going to take too long. And like, I'd rather like you wait in the car than like you come with me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I stay in the car and then the driver's like, so Jesus, like, where are you from? I'm like, California. He's like, oh, California is nice. Like, you know, like what, what part? I'm like, oh, the Bay Area. He's like, oh, that's really cool. He's like, uh, have you been to D.C. before? And I was like, no, like, this is my first time. I'm like, you know, it's really nice. Like, there's like all this history going around and I'm really blessed to be here. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, like most kids are able to come out here when they're in eighth grade. Right. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's like, and they would normally see like, like this monument and they would normally be able to see the White House, right? And I was yeah. like, uh-huh. And he's like, so your boss is a very nice lady because she wants you to see everything that you missed out out in 1998. Fuck. I literally, like, I'm trying not to cry now, but I literally start bawling. I call my mom. I was like, she remembered what I told her years ago and has found a way for me to reconnect with what I missed out on in life. And I'm able to see it. Like, I was, like, literally in, like, a beautiful car being driven around to see all these places. Okay, get off. Let's take your photo. Like, let's see this. Let's see that. You know, so it's like. It's so cliche, like, your dreams do come true, you know? Like, if you, like, manifest it, if you, like, dream about it, you can make it happen. I wasn't in eighth grade, (laughs) but, you know, I was in my 30s, but I was able to see all that firsthand, you know? So it was, like, even though the box on that bucket list was way up here in the 90s, she climbed up, and she was able to check that off for me, you know? And it's, like what boss would do that it's crazy it's like it's amazing how people are so busy especially like in her field but she remembered yeah because i I mattered to her you know um and you know a relationship i've worked with her for 10 years now and in order for you to sustain a partnership like what we have you know it's it's like a family you know, you become a part of their family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, yeah, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs, you know, but it's what happens in the in-between that holds you together, you know. Um, and it's amazing. They've expressed, you know, many times, like, we, like, see this, like, forever. In the early years, they're like, how long do you see yourself living in New York? And I'm like, let's try five years, <laughs> you know. Let me get through the first year. Yes. Um, and then now it's like, I don't see myself. I've made a career out of this. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not like working for like, you know, these like tabloid celebrities, but I don't want to. Yeah. You know, 19 year old me, 100 percent, you know, yeah. but I I now love being surrounded by the company that they keep. You know, uh, because like you said, like you learn so much, you know, you're you're finally at that table. You know, you finally have a seat where you're able to be in the same room. And, you know, there's been countless times where, you know, I've been asked my opinion on something where before I never would think that my opinion would be of any weight 
in that conversation, you know? Um, But you, you grow with that person and like you become a part of like their everyday interactions, you know? So it's like that makeup brush. And I still have all my original makeup brushes that I I bought when I was working at Mac and I will post pictures like ran on random trips and be like, you know, like remember like the first time you held this brush, like look where you're at now, like look what like place in the world you're at now, you know? Um, I was in Paris and I had like a moment where I was like not feeling myself. And then I took out my little tumbler of brushes and I was like, Jesus, just remember being at the mall and like now you're in like Europe, like yeah. take this moment in. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a very amazing journey. You know, I'm still walking through it's it. Not even done no, <laughs> like not at all, you know. Um, I want, again, in the future, which is like we're in the future now, um, I want to be able to encourage people, you know, and and I've never I've had some opportunities actually to like speak on my friend Robert's uh, like social media. And, you know, he's always like, you need to like speak. You need to tell your story. You know, there's like ideas, obviously, that I have um, that will be able to benefit like young kids and, you know, teens and older adults, too. You know, because there's so many times where, like, as you age, you're like, is it over for me? Or, like, this is it. Like, I, I'm settling for this. You know, and it's like, no, there's, like, you have to take an inventory of, like, what you're good at and, like, go off of that. You know what I mean? I never – I dreamed of doing hair, but I never thought that I could do it. And then, like, you see your work on a magazine and, like, you're credited for it and you're like, this kid didn't even go to school to do hair. Yeah. It's crazy. You know? <laughs> Isn't it like crazy? Like there's like you're a perfect example of just sticking to the plan and just like great things happen. Great things take time. Right. But like when people are like starting projects, they get so intimidated because it's like they don't see success right away. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you were working at Mac for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Great things take time. Right. And I feel like we live in this day and age right now. It's like we're, we're parents when they when their kids graduate from school, they expect their their children to be multimillionaires already. Right. But it's like, it takes time. You know what I mean? You study, you study any grade out there. It took them time. Right. Like all those hours, all those like sleepless nights, all those like, like I always said this, it's like, um, the normal people, the day to day people, the middle class, like they plan for the weekend, Mm -hmm. the wealthy, they plan for the next three generations. Right. You know what I mean? It's, there's a big difference. And it's like, how do you get there? Study the greats. That's it, man. And like you, you were in that field for so long. And then now it got you in this foot where it's just like now you're you're surrounded by titans. And like you said, they're not like those crazy celebrities or anything. Like they're very humble individuals. Mm-hmm. And that's important to take because I remember when I was young, I wanted the big house. I wanted all the cars. I wanted uh, all the jewelry, the girls, yada, yada. And then now it's like, no, simple house two cars maybe good health uh multiple streams of income a beautiful family that's it yeah no that's that's more it's funny because the other things are people think are like more feasible yeah everyone could have that you know but it's like you said like the one thing like health like 
I guarantee you I could like interview like 10 people and like <laughs> no one will say health. They're they're going to say like everything but health, you know? Yeah. And it's like uh if you if you have money, you can have like a trainer and you yeah. can like do all this, you know? Yep. But it's like uh most people don't don't condition themselves to think that yeah. way, you know? So I like that's one thing I love about you is like you um you put your eggs in every basket. Yeah. Not just in one, you know. Nope, I have diversified. Oh, no, I love it. Your portfolio is very diverse. <laughs> love no, it. And like that's the thing. Like when, because uh, I try to preach health as much as possible. Right. Because um, I want all my family to live a very long and healthy life. Right. Because I, I like my circle that I'm around. Like you, my bro. We're having Christmas tomorrow. Right. And you're gonna be in our table. You're and I'm sitting gonna, on our and table. I'm, you're judging me for what I'm eating. So <laughs> no, I will, we're eating meat. I will we're eating see, steak. I will see what you put on your plate, and I will mirror that. <laughs> like that's what we're gonna do. No, I, we're going to a steakhouse. Like you know, I'm gonna eat a lot of meat. It's all good. It's so good. Oh, I man. love. I was in Brazil, and it's not like to like Jesus. country drop, <laughs> but like I had never had like food at a Brazilian steakhouse, and so like we went to one, and I was like. <laughs> Can we stop eating? Like they're like your flag needs to be lit. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like it's like a whole thing. I heard uh, that. Yeah. Like those uh, Bra uh, Brazilian, uh, what is it called? Those those Brazilian steakhouses yeah. or something like that. They just feed you. Yeah. Apparently, that's where we're going tomorrow. It's like this huge like they just feed you unlimited like different types of meat. But I'm vegan. I'm just kidding. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're like you're gay. You can't be stupid. <laughs> So, uh, from all this stuff, uh, I want to talk about dating. So, you lived in New York for a long yeah. period of time, right? How is the dating life going over there? I don't know. I'm single still. <laughs> well, you could still date and be single, oh, correct? Oh, my God. You, it's interesting. You know, in New York, I think in any metropolitan city, uh, people are really good actors. You know, they have to be because... In New York, these men put up, like, this facade, like, that they're, like, something that they're not. Uh, Mostly probably because, like, a ton of gay guys are, like, actors or, like, wanting to be an aspiring yeah. actor. Um, so it's kind of tough, you know? Like, the apps obviously make it easier yeah. for hookups. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I dated a guy when I first moved to New York, like, a year into me being in New York. Really good guy. Um looking back at it i probably should have stuck with it but it's okay i it's a lesson it's a lesson it i enjoy my single life now but if i wanted like to be married and have kids like that was him oh, really? <laughs> so but it's okay i uh you know guess it, what there's hundreds of millions of people out there yes. <laughs> especially in new york yes. um <laughs> now is probably not the time to be dating them though but um i'm like i'm gonna keep my distance for a couple months um no but it's it's tough you know i think you've you've had guests on here that are you know a part of the community too that are you know gay or trans and um i i was looking at that clip because the energy that he had was so amazing oh, like yeah. i was like i want to be mentored by you and he loves you too which is funny no I, when i posted yeah. he's like he remember i posted that <laughs> clip he's like he's fucking awesome i'm trying to be more reserved today <laughs> just kidding um but no it's it's crazy because we live in a world where like if i'm interested in somebody and we're out somewhere like i can click on an app and like basically see them naked <laughs> Like, that's gay culture for you. Yeah. You know, you're like, 
Robert is four <laughs> feet away from you. You click on Robert, you're like, mm, not into you. And then it's like, Gabriel yeah. is two feet away from you. <laughs> and then you're like, let me see what Gabriel looks like. And then you're like, oh, I'm seeing all of Gabriel right now. <laughs> and so is everybody else. <laughs> I like that. You're like whole, that's like, you're like that's gonna be a penicillin shot yeah. in a week, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed STD STI. Um, no, it's you gotta be careful. I mean, it's <sighs> it's wild out there. Yes. I'm like I I, I want to go to work on Monday. <laughs> I don't want to be sick. I don't want to call out sick to this job. Um, but it's tough. I think like I was like talking to somebody uh, before coming out. To, to the Bay Area for the holidays and he seems like a really nice guy um, but I think like in 2022 like I want to give myself the opportunity to date because I think uh, when you're dating somebody you're able to learn so much about yourself too um, and before I was just like putting myself out there and be like oh whatever like I'm just gonna go through the motions but I remember before this guy that I was like, you know, hanging out with, um, there was another person and I was just like, I did not like what it was like, you know, being around that person just because their headspace was like not where I wanted to be. Like there's an age difference. And I think yeah. like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, like age is nothing but a number. But it's like, mm, but is it though? Because like when you're dating somebody that's like 10 years younger than you yeah. or 10 years older than you, you're in a different place in life. Very, you know, very. like you're like, you're trying to like move forward and be like, okay, let me like educate myself on cryptocurrency. And like <laughs> the guy 10 years younger than you is like, are we going to the bar tonight? Like, what are you wearing girl? You know? And it's like, I don't want, I'm fucking 40. <laughs> it's going to take me like four days to recover from one night of drinking, yeah, you know? For sure. Um, so dating in New York is tough. Uh, people are not as transparent sometimes as you want them to be. And then, and that kind of just like takes up like four months of dating somebody until you're like peeling back the layers. And then you're like, okay, this is really who you are. Why weren't you this person to begin with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like that anywhere, you know? But I think in, in the bigger cities, people want to put up a front a little bit more. So I feel like I hear that a lot though. I mean, yeah. even like, like I feel like even the dating, it's just a dating culture in general. Uh, when you first, obviously, uh, the first day you meet somebody, you you like you're trying to show up. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this is a. You did your hair. Yeah, you're wearing, you're, you went all. You washed out. your car. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that's for sure. Like I've honestly done that every single time I've had a first date. Yeah, always. I would always go to like the. You're wearing the taller shoes to be taller. You're doing oh, things to dude. be taller. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a story where I, I took a girl out to Santana Row and she was way taller than me and she didn't know that. Mm. Dude, I stuffed my shoes. <laughs> okay. Try not to spill my she's, water. She's I was five seven. I'm five seven, right? Yeah. She was five eleven. What was his name? <laughs> that was a good one. You're like, well, I don't know. I can't tell you. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say names, but you're like, she's going to be on my show later on <laughs> <laughs> with no heels. Yeah, but that was bad, man. That was really terrible. It's tough for sure, man. It's tough. Do you um, do you want kids someday? You know, I've had the the privilege of uh, with my boss, like being around her kids so much. Obviously, I have nieces and nephews, but because I live on the East Coast, they're like my my second set of nieces and nephews. And um, 
I love kids. Like I've always been like the nurturing type of person yeah. and um, very caring. Um, I don't want my own physical children. I think uh, there's so many kids that are born that aren't given the life that, you know, they should have. And why not adopt, you know? So for me, I would want to adopt. If my partner was like, Jesus, we need to have, like, I'm itching to have, like, our own kid, then, like, that's a topic that we would talk about. But um, I think I would want to adopt a child instead. Um, Then they could be, like, my own, obviously. But I'd want to help those kids that are already here, you know? So that's what I would want to do. What about marriage? Um, I, (laughs) 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 ah, it's like, could I have the kid without being married? Yes, I can. (laughs) Cause my mom was a single mom and she did it with three and (laughs) did it very well. Um, you know, marriage is like, again, like society has made it so fairy tale for you. Very. Especially like, when we were growing up, watching all the Disney Channel movies. <laughs> and the telenovelas, I'm like, I want to be her. She has a long dress. Um, yeah, Prince Charming is not Prince Charming. Um, you know, the do I want to be in a relationship with somebody and grow old with them? Absolutely. You know, I do. I, I see that for me, marriage is something that I would hold sacred. You know, I... Yeah. And that's why, like, for me, dating, I'm like, it sucks. Because, like, I mean, obviously, you're always looking for somebody that's compatible with you. And you're, like, looking for the one. But um, I think long term, yes, I would love to be married. Because I would want to raise a child with, you know, two dads. Um, but I, I'm i not, like, rushing to the yeah. altar. Yeah. Um, and I think for the longest time I was, I was like, oh, my God, I want this. I want that. And it's like, then I see people that are married and I'm like, it's a lot of work. That's why I'm just like this, taking notes every time. Yeah. Every time. I'm like, it's a, it's a lot of work. And it's hard to find somebody that like is, I know it's like cliche, but it's like compatible with you because it everything matters like how you were raised like you know what you were surrounding yourself with like and people don't think about that people don't think about like the emotional like trauma or the baggage that comes with like this person that you're dating that now you want to like build a life with and it's like if they're programmed a little bit different than you are they're not going to see eye to eye with all these things or if there's somebody that like is like okay I was raised this way but I'm adapting to you know changes or I'm like able to see eye to eye with you on this because it's like you're going to be raising kids together you're going to be dealing with each other sometimes good sometimes bad you know um and it's like i feel like i know arguments are always going to happen but like if you could find somebody that's not going to argue with you so much like that's in the bag you know like i would i want that can we find that person for me (laughs) it's like it's always like, I mean, I my philosophy with the whole like dating and, and love is just like taking your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is no rush. Yeah, Mariah like, Carey said love takes time. <laughs> She's my favorite. Thanks, Mariah. <laughs> and then Ariana Grande said thank you next. So two divas I love. Uh, oh, Jesus. Love it. So what's your whole psychology about love? Like, have you ever been in love? 
I've definitely been in love, and I think I was in love at a very young age. I think the first guy that I dated, and it might be just because it was, like, the first, you know? But looking back at it, we did, like, we never got bored. Even So, like, after we broke up, um, I'm all, this is really bad. Like, I totally, like, dated. He was dating a guy after we broke up. And then I was like, how could I date him to take him away from him so that then I could like swoop back in, you know, and I yeah. totally did. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, they both like one is married now and the other one's engaged. But <sighs> it's all good. You know, in, in the moment, I felt like I was the winner. Maybe maybe I am because I'm single still. Um, but I felt like we we had the best time. Even after we had broken up, like we had the best time because we would do so many fun activities, even though we weren't like officially together. Um, and I feel like that if he was single now, I would be like going after him to be like, hey, we should like get married, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely in love with him. Um, and it was like so like pure because I had never dated a guy before, yeah. you know? So it was like literally like, it was so like raw and I was like, this is who I am. And like, yeah. this is what you got, you know? And I didn't have anything like literally. Yeah. I mean, I think I had a job, but he didn't, but I provided. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> one for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after that, I don't think I was in love. Then I think I was like jaded into thinking I was in love with the idea of being in love. Oh, okay. So then I was like, oh, I'm in love. But then I was like, but then why are you like, looking at every other guy that walks by and like wanting to leave him you know i think it's just our human nature but i was also in new york by then so exactly we're just the pool is just better in new york honey (laughs) i'm like yeah i actually plan i actually plan to go up there in march with you i know it's girls be careful (laughs) be careful um so my very last question for you okay what's the how old are you Again, 37, 37 years or old. Or 27, whatever yeah, it, you it, want. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? <sighs> the greatest lesson I've ever learned um, would definitely be to listen to your gut. Like, to listen to that voice because um, there's been circumstances where like I knew that if I did that thing I would not like it tomorrow so like I've made mistakes for instance like I've chosen like a path that I was like you know you really shouldn't go down this road but then you did and it's like it could have been a lesson avoided that I didn't have to learn because I already knew the outcome of it Um, and then like even with this journey that I'm on um, had I been more in tune with myself and with my dreams, have I like had I listened to that gut feeling that I had, I maybe would have been able to find success a little sooner. But then again, like I I believe in destiny. I think everything yeah. is like you know predestined for you. Um, but just like the biggest lesson I've learned is to always listen to that inner voice inside, you know, because yeah. it's always right. Always, always, and I'm always trying to tune it out. And I'm like, let me, t- let me just put you to sleep for a little bit. You're not looking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it's hearing you. 
but yeah, I mean, but I, I don't regret anything in life, honestly. You know, I, I think I'm definitely in the place where I should be now. Um, and I'm in the right direction of where I want to see myself in the future. Yeah. And I'm, you know, on the road to success uh, of personal growth, obviously. You know, there's there's things now that I'm like, maybe I should have been going to the gym a little earlier. And I'm like, Daniel, what do I do? And you're like, well, you got you to gotta <laughs> eat this way. And I'm like, I want to look like you. See that picture there? I want those abs. Not... <laughs> No, it's not gonna happen. You're like no, you can get it done. You're like it, I told you. You're you like it, it took done. you 11 years to be where you're at. No, but it takes time. <laughs> you're all times that by two, and then you'll have a six pack now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think you know I I've learned from those lessons, and now I can apply myself in a different way to to be successful in the future. Is there any closing statements you want to give to the podcast? Um, go on more podcasts. Like this was actually really fun. Dude, uh, right? No, Honestly, I love it. You were before. I think you told me you were like quite nervous. I yes. Isn't it easy? Yeah, it's easy. Um, but because like you're easy to talk to, I feel like if you were like I don't know <laughs> pulling teeth, I'd be like uh, or like I feel like if you were like talk about these topics and they weren't organic, I'd be like yeah. uh, a little stuck. But yeah, those are like radio radio shows. You yeah, know? I'd be like, hey man, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Nah, dude, just be natural, <laughs> be yourself. You know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> All right, Jesus. Well, thank you for coming along, man. Um, I can't wait for dinner tomorrow. And honestly, every time I'm around you, you're just oozing like power and happiness and that's why i always love you around man seriously thank you but thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me and this will be like one of the many things that we do that's the thing when when people come on here it's like they're gonna come on consecutively yeah you know it's just like oh when are you in town okay let's do it let's come on the pod you know so you're gonna come on multiple times i'll probably even bring this to new york who knows yeah (laughs) we'll be like at series xm doing like a a radio next to you know everybody Let's do it. Radio too. moment. Or on the streets of New York in the subway. Oh, shit. It'll probably be loud all day. Oh, my God. That's a lot of talking out of your ass. Yeah. You'll definitely see crazy. I'll probably just bring these mics and, like, like interview <laughs> And I'll be Lysoling them down. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.